Good evening. I am your host, Evangelist Dolores Williams of One Step Beyond Today with the Creator. Um, I just want to go over the uh, episodes <clears throat> briefly and just touch base with what we've already spoke about in each episode. The previous episodes were peaking to finding our true selves as we come into his light of truth. Getting to know where we steer toward roads that darkened our outer light, but exposing our seeing hearts to see the most beautiful beauty of the Holy Spirit within. So, do we ask ourselves, now what? Don't be afraid of your new anointing. Keep moving towards the greatest light within. I've retired... Last evening was such a feeling for my hurting sisters and in some cases daughters. I don't have to know them, but we are connected by the spirit and out there in the vast fields of disappointments of trusting man, those thought to be friends, impious people posing as religious but not walking what they preach. We we know that scripture tells us the walk must match to talk those whose hearts are not in the best interest I still feel you I apologize for basics of the wonderful womb of spiritual knowledge and understanding by our creator's wisdom I was reminded of David in thinking the other night laying upon my bed and just thinking about <clears throat> The things that I have experienced as a young woman uh, from the age of 16 being married and having to go through the forest of understanding, I, the Spirit, Holy Spirit brought back to King David. And uh, as I thought about David <clears throat> being a shepherd of lambs, a king, and then from the shepherd to a king. I remember the life's weary heels of loneliness during long suffering, being laughed at because I and my young children lived in church from morning to noon, then back in the evening. My young husband drove tractor trailers from one state to the other and then he began to as I was older he began to venture out into going to um, uh, different states uh, at a time and uh, staying quite uh, three months at a time I know what brokenness I know what brokenness I know brokenness up close for many years and I also am acquainted with evil in its host who lives sensually without thresholds. I know of the value of truth. I've seen leaders damage broken hearts of women by being unbelieving and taking a defense for the husband with an established diary of adultery and deceptive vows. My life is a book. Everyone's life is a book. I don't know that they realize that, but 
our hurt and our pain and our traumatic blows of life. Sometimes pain is not to break us. It is that God is rebuilding us all over again. That we can become a suitable witness, a true witness to relay to so many that are hurting right now. I mean, the, the, this this pandemic, it, it, we, we, there's a lot of spiritual hurt and brokenness. I mean, those that have been in the church and those that were made to feel there are houses out there that make you feel <clears throat> if you don't give uh, a large sum of tithes that you are on a lower list than those who give the more the more of tithes and the largest sum. But that's not the way that it's supposed to be. I came to an understanding why I felt least of the lowest. Having a, uh, an identity crisis, really. Not knowing who I was in God. My testimony, Satan tried to kill my hope and destiny. He knew and saw something about me I didn't know about myself. Two, I suffered an identity crisis for quite a long time. I went to church after church, nearly crawling because of being so broken. So broken. So many walk through the church doors. They are just they're just ridden. They're just they're they're drunk off of pain. Uh, not drinking uh, the spirits in the bottle, but they're broken. And the church should be the very place that we can come to find those people that we can share something with, but it's, it's vice versa. You know, you go in there and you, you share your deepest pain, and then next you hear it all over the church. So I learned that you have to use discretion of telling your story to someone else that is pious and, and, and already envious. It's just such a great deal of disappointment in our modern-day churches now. And I began to turn within and writing numerous memoirs of poetry until today, I know who I am and whose I am, and don't worry about error. David was such a romantic of loving Jesus. And he really spoke to me in Psalms 139, 14 uh, years ago. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. You know, I, I would like each one in the audience, no matter where you've been, how you've been hurt, uh, God loves you, Jesus loves you, and he has put people, authentic, authentic people, in a place just for you just for the hurting 
I also heard the Holy Spirit say, Speak to them, for we are in a great deception in this last hour, and be aware of the four lies that the old, the, the, the human man tells himself. There are four lies that we should be aware of from the old man. That old man will be with us until we are sent home outside creation. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes in, and when we submit and become humble, that Holy Spirit will develop a voice that we become acquainted with. And that's the reason it's so important that the heart grows. The heart grows. And he becomes to know it's important to read the scripture. We start off with the basic milk of uh, understanding the Bible, but we're not to stay. It's like uh, we first send our children to the kindergarten, and then he advances to the first grade, and then from the first grade to the second grade. And I never experienced that because I was always a young child with a guide, a spiritual guide, because I couldn't learn like other children. And when I did go to school, I remember the first and, well, the kindergarten and the first grade. And then when I went to the second grade, I still remember my teacher's name, Mrs. Thompson, at uh, Horseman uh, uh, Grade School. I was promoted from the second grade to the fourth grade because they said that I was too advanced for the second grade. And that broke my heart because I loved, I really loved Mrs. Thompson. She was so kind. And then from the fourth grade, they skipped me from the fourth grade, fifth grade to the sixth grade. And so I... I was advanced. I was an advanced student because the Holy Spirit learned me. The greatest thing that my mother done for me was to allow me to mimic her praying hands. And I, I, I wrote. I've written over uh, maybe 700 poems, or and then um, you know the, the Holy Spirit is the way I talked to the Holy Spirit and turned my hurt within. I would like something to for you to consider. First John, one, first chapter six through the eight, then chapter two to four, chapters the second chapter, and four through nine of the New King James Version. It's here I have found when growing years ago in my youth, I needed to get a plain Bible to read. The English Standard Version was very easy, and I began to really study. I got a life study Bible, King James, then a New King James. Now I like Bibles along with the King James, and 
that would be a wise thing to do because everyone cannot understand the King James. And you have those Bibles out there that is very easy to read. I mean, they just make the words just stand out and you can see them. But uh, I, I remember getting these Bibles that was just hitting home by illuminating what I was going through. It was like it were lifting, the words was lifting up off of the page and, and, and talking to me, giving me real life experiences, driving a spiritual vehicle and uh, in the present living, up into the present living life experiences, plain and simple, making home runs. I mean, they were hitting that stuff that makes spiritual Olympics out of the reader. I mean, you know, we have Bibles that just make it plain and simple that a child can understand. And being in my youth, I needed something that was God's word plain and with vision, where words become a pictorial vision in your mind. Paul does this in the New King James Bible. But uh, the Holy Spirit wants me to, that I'm walking in my calling. My calling is uh, intercessory prayer, some warfare prayer, and warning. And uh, I've been in a lot of places and experienced a lot of things and had a lot of spiritual uh, experiences. And uh, the Holy Spirit wants me to, in this last hour, we are in the last hour. Leaders must <clears throat> distill the value of truth more than any anything else. And we find this in John, 1 John 1 through 6 through 8. And then um, the second chapter, 4 through 9. John describes four lies we often tell ourselves. And to those that are un, uh, <clears throat> that do not, they're not used to hearing the voice of God because as myself we're too busy in the world and the flesh is talking to us and when the flesh talks to us the flesh speaks to us there is the human voice that is naturally of error because it doesn't understand the things of the spirit so we already know who's helping us to uh <laughs> believe lies. He was a liar from the beginning and he's a liar now. And that's Satan. He went from Lucifer to Satan. So it's important that we get into scripture and uh, start listening more we read the scriptures and more that we stay on that road of being genuine and yearning the authenticity of God's word. Let's go over the four things that we tell ourselves. We say we have fellowship with him, but walk in darkness. That is 1 John 1 and 6. We say we have no sin and deceive ourselves. That's found in 1 John 
the eighth verse. We say we know him, but we do not keep the commandments. That's found in the second chapter of John and the fourth verse. We say we have, we are in light, but hate our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Truly the ones that are in Christ. There's a lot of people that says, Lord, Lord, but their hearts are far from being righteous or true. That uh, we find that in the first, uh, first John, second through the ninth verse. The observation this evening: when we lie to ourselves and we live, our lives don't line up, and people lose confidence in the leaders and in the pew members. Only when we tell the truth do people trust us. And this is so important. You know, um, I, I can't remember. I heard it some time ago. It says that what's in the heart reaches the heart. So I, I would suggest getting a Bible that you can understand. Getting a Bible that can uh, turn on that light bulb and say, uh, I've heard that scripture, but I never, I read it and I read it. But it never came to me, even when studying it. And see, this is why, you know, they tell everyone to read the King James Bible. Well, people are in different stages. And they're in different uh, uh, processing. Their mind is uh, processes different because they haven't, many are not used to walking in the Bible. And many are... Uh, uh, they're just not in the same place. Everyone is not in the same place. We'll put it like that. And then we go back to Paul. He said, and uh, I, I don't know, did I mention the different Bibles? There are some that I left off. But I recommend Max Lacuto, uh, the King James Life Study Bible, John Maxwell, New King James there are volumes out there. You can study along with the King James Bible. There's also a good Tree of Life Bible um, and the Voice Bible. I used to read the Message Bible, but it became so hard that I could not. They didn't have the, the numeric scriptures in them, but I think they have them now. But these are the Bibles that I would suggest to you to take um, uh an interest in take your time and pick but don't take too much time we must get about the lord's business our souls are at stake and we need to know the truth before we go outside uh creation i felt the gentle voice surrounding me by great compassion saying tell them to keep moving forward the sweetness of the truth then I was taken to the book of Ephesians. I was shown the book of Ephesians, how Paul, very pictorial in um, his teaching. And uh, I was just, I, I said, my spirit was just in awe. It was just in awe, just how we can learn everything that there is about life. In the cell of life. And um, Paul 
does this very eloquently. And uh, that is where we're going to the um, gifts of the Spirit. I think that's very important that uh, when we that should be in the churches that teaching on the gifts of the spirit we need something just more than what we get i mean we're just not getting enough uh and i can't say that of every pastor or uh, bible school uh uh teacher or coach i like to say coach uh I, we, we we need a more in-depth more skilled a more gifted to edify the church because so many people are getting full and they're oozing with scripture but there's no effect they go right back to what they they live and the the spiritual person that God has called and trained and gone through misery and pain I tell you is something to be called and chosen of God you're going to go through something but don't be afraid Today, I'm just going to give an overview of Paul, and I'm not going to keep the audience too long, uh, and the summary of walking worthy. And uh, I will touch off of what the core of why I was led to the theme of self-discovery, taking back your wonderful self, discovering the worth of your wonderful self, kind of in a lecture, sort of. And in the conclusion, um, I have um, inserted where you can go and find out what the seven gifts are through Scripture. I don't want to go by anything that someone else wrote or someone else has said. We must prove everything by the Bible and what the Bible says. I will share how I thank the Lord in a poem I responded to the Trinity, the Father and the Son, because that's how we relate. You know, I have such elevation when I talk to them like that because I have been uh, raised basically as a spiritual child. Uh, and uh, 10 years ago, great light in my long voyage of pain and becoming a spirit child with purpose. And I want you to understand this morning, understanding evolving into a discovery of the most fearfully and wonderfully made self that you are through Bible truths. And I want to just quickly go over the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are unique skills and abilities given by the Holy Spirit to faithful Remember this word, faithful. It doesn't mean just because you come to church every Wednesday night or go to Bible school every Sunday uh, morning and sit in the pews. Faithful followers. These are people that uh, walk with the Holy Spirit just like the disciples did. Followers of Christ to serve God for the common benefit of his people and the church. A listing of spiritual gifts are found in 1 Corinthians 12, 12th chapter and uh, verses 8 through 10 mentions wisdom, that these are the gifts of knowledge, 
wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracle, prophecy, discerning of spirits. And that I want to uh, uh, go over this. Discerning of spirits. The, the carnal-minded man said, oh, you're judging. No, you're giving the discerning of spirits. That's when you can tell. You can, Basically, what's in a person, it shows through their continence. They may try to hide it, but God has given us an ability to discern spirits. Speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues, comparable gifts are discussed in Ephesians 4, the 4th chapter, 7 through 13. Isaiah, the 11th chapter, 2 through 3, and Romans 12, 3 through 8. The gifts of the Spirit are simply God empowering faithful, again, there's that word, faithful Christians to do what he has called us to do. 2 Peter, the first chapter and verse 3 says, His divine power has been given us has given us everything we need for the life and the godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness the gifts of the holy spirit are part of everything we need to accomplish his plans for our lives paul instructed that we have different gifts according to the grace given us let us use them in proportion to our faith. Romans 12th chapter through the 6th verse. And then I just want to um, go over a few things uh, of Paul. You know, Paul wrote Ephesians while he was in prison. Paul gives us a, per, uh, a panorama, victorial view of God's redemption work worthiness of our calling catching the vision we can find that catching the vision in um, the fourth chapter and the first verse reader's gift is to catch cast a picture before acting out the vision casting a picture before acting out the vision. What, 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 what do I mean by that? What did Paul mean by that? After, after we have come into the uh, knowledge and understanding of what we have learned from the Bible, and according to what God's purpose is for you, and when we are... Uh, when we have experienced the Holy Spirit to a point where we can see, another, I think I went over that yesterday. Um, uh, he allowed.